Yo, yo, it's your boy Zip, two player, two player. Man, we winding in, son. Man, we winding down on 2019. All I got to say is 2019 has had its shares of ups and a lot of ups. I had a few little downs, but my resolve is stronger than ever. But I'm doing this show... And I'm, I'm going to do my 2019 recap. But I'm really doing this show to say, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it in your life? How bad do you want to be successful? How bad do you want to close that next deal? I'll tell you, man, I haven't always had this shit right. Um, you know, I'm always thinking the topics, run the gambit. I, I haven't talked to you all about fatherhood, marriage, and all those other fun things yet. Because, you know, you know, I started out as a father early. Um, started out as a father when I was 18. My first kid. Sorry. My son just turned 18. Let me refrain it. I was 21 when I had this kid. But I started that journey uh, into fatherhood, and I'm, and I'm reflecting on him being 18. And so let me get my bearings together in regards to that. But, you know, I started my journey when I was in college in fatherhood. had no clue what the fuck I was doing. I mean, he just made 18 this week. And uh, it was amazing. Like, like even... You know, and I, you know, since you won't be transparent, you know, it's hard to find people that are transparent, but I will. You know, I was young, man. His mom was young. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. We fought, not fought like physically, but literally fought over him. And, you know, it's crazy when two people have so much love for a child, but not each other in a, you know, especially when you heat it. You know what I'm saying? If, if only people had the same amount of love. When they was making babies, as they have when they come to take care of them, I think the world will be better off. And, uh, you know, for us, you know, I had so many pressures. I wanted to go to NFL. I wanted to be a professional athlete or whatever I was trying to do at the time. Architecture was my backup plan. And, you know, I met this girl. She was in the music industry. She she was different than, my, than the Spellman girls I was going after and chasing. It was a different energy. You know, she had me in the studio late night. You know, I was kind of like a groupie. I legit, I was a groupie on my baby moms, you know. She was a very, very talented musician. Uh, very much a talented, creative songwriter. and uh, But very stubborn during her, during her tenure in the music business. And but very much afraid of success. Otherwise, you probably would have already heard of her. I mean, super talented. And, uh. So much so, that period of her life, she don't even like to talk about. I was good friends with her ex-husband. She was like, yo, please don't tell him I was in the music business. And, ooh, you know, he, 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 he from the islands, too. He's not Haitian, but he from the islands. So, he, you know, island guys, I don't know what it is. I'm going to say we're insecure or anything, but we can be crazy when it comes to our women. So, nevertheless, she was like, please don't mention it. And I didn't mention it because it ain't my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's her guy. 
my, I mean, shit, I didn't say nothing. You know what I mean? No. I'm sure she tried to throw me under the bus with my wife a few times, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but, you know, back to fatherhood, the joy of being a father, like the absolute joy. You know, I remember each one of these kids being born. Um, I was there. I was at the hospital cutting umbilical cords, thinking of names, all the excitement. And everybody's excited then, right? Everybody's like, oh, my God, we have a baby. It's going to be amazing. They're going to be a rock star. They're going to be this. They're going to be that. And then, you know, um, you should be happy that they got 10 toes, 10 fingers, two eyes, you know. In contrast, having a child uh, that had uh, a, a rare condition and they having a hundred percent healthy, complete children, and and when I say complete, I mean just completely healthy, completely happy, completely whole. But the, the irony is, my child who has some of the uh, issues or you know has the the uh, the illness. She's actually happier than everybody in my family. She's like the most happiest person you'll meet until she's not happy. But in between, her her not being happy is almost like rare because she's always happy. Like when I say happy, that baby, I mean, daddy, I miss you. I mean, she, you don't get much confidence from anything else except when your kid come in and tell them they miss you and they love you. And, it, and it's, a, it's a reciprocity I teach my children because I give them so much love. So inherently, I'm excited when they're showing it back, and it's it's beautiful. Um, and I don't I don't think there's any other love that reciprocates like parent to child and child to parent. And here you are loving, guiding, nurturing, loving. You know, uh, chastise at different times. I won't say often. Um, but you're sitting there allowing them to unfold. It's almost like the heavenly father, heavenly mother. They let you unfold. They let you bump your head. They let you make mistakes. Not too many bad mistakes. They want you to injure yourself permanently. But when you had that guiding father, you, you, you're guiding it's such a guide. And I, and I don't believe parents, you know, parents always talk, we raising our kids. And I'm like, the kids raising on their own. You're guiding your children. You're, you're you know, you're, you're, um, you're rearing, not steering. You follow? And I think it took me a long time to get that, like, as a parent. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure this guy's going to be an all-American in track and field. He's going to be amazing. And, you know, when I picked up track, I happened to be the fastest nigga in the hood. I actually love to compete. I love to run. I love racing. You're not going to beat me. You, I love racing. I love running. You know, I love being beating myself. I'm not going to let nobody beat me. I, I, matter of fact, if, in beating myself, I'm not going to let nobody beat me. I got to beat me. I got to be better than I was yesterday. I got to be better than I was 10 days ago. How does that translate to fatherhood? When I became a father, I think I was driven by the motivation to beat my father, to be better than him, to be 
more exceptional to, to always have my kids smiling, to always be their hero. And even when I got married and inherited two other kids, I wanted to be that same hero for them. I always wanted to be like, y'all want to be a hero? I'll be. No, I always come through. I always get it done. And it's like, man, I spent the majority of my adult life proving what type of dad I am or what kind of dad I could be. Proving I wasn't a deadbeat. Proving I, I, I could be there. Proving that I care. Proving that I had enough love. Enough love to not walk away like brothers do that are not married to the children, that the women they have children to. You know, I, I saw myself, <laughs> you know, you know, I was like, yo, when I get married, I'm coming in on a horse. And, yo, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, interestingly enough, in my immediate family, at one point, my uncle was the only person married. And he's on his second, maybe third wife now, but, and that's no shade. It's just, you know, and he's doing very well, him and his, him and his wife. But, you know, uh. I, you know, I didn't expect, I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was going to get married until I was an old man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, old man, be married. Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Have me two or three wives. You know, my always my thing. Like, I've been a polygamist since I was five. I'm like, yo, I, 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 I can't see myself with one woman because I know how I am. And I, it has nothing to do with, like, oh, I'm a womanizer, none of the weird shit like that. I know how I am. I'm such a complex, yeah, simple with certain areas, but. So complex in my in my consciousness, in my thinking, my desires, what I want, what I need. Some people might say, I don't ask for too much. I ask for a lot. Even out of my friendships, I ask for a lot. Will I give it back? I'll fucking die for you. I'll fucking maim, I'll destroy a village, I will pillage, I will, I will, I will live for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I will dedicate my life to those I love and care about. So, you know, in fatherhood, you do all those things. You do all those things. You lay your life on the line daily. And it's not for clout. You know what I'm saying? Like, fatherhood is not something that you're doing because you want to clap on, pat, pat on the ass or a pat on the back. You do it for love. You're doing it for the reasons I say. You might not ever get it. When we do stuff for our kids, we may not ever even get it back. Hear me. I mentored an athlete. She, he was one of our clients um, in my old financial firm. Um, and this guy, his dad stole seven million dollars from <laughs> it's some of y'all if your mom took 700 bucks you'd be in your feelings his dad stole seven million dollars for him from him and when confronted about it he was like his mom i took him to practice every day i was there i worked I, you know practice you know camps it's my money and, you know, I was like, damn, I feel him. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's one of those things. And, you know, cats, you know, you hear about celebrity actors and kids fall off with their parents all the time behind the same kind of consciousness, but it's that same reality. And for me, I won't take your seven million kids. You know, if my kids hear this, um, I just want that reciprocity. I just want that love like my little one gives me, my little, my baby girl. I love you, Daddy. I, you know, I wish they stayed like that. <laughs> Not little, but just in that adorare. And the adorare comes from the Greek word to adore. It mean, but it means such a great adoration to adore someone. That longing. I really adore. I love to hear you laugh. I love to see you do the thing that makes you happy. You like red wine? I love to see you drink red wine. You got a nice ass? You might not like to squat, but I want to see you squat. Cause it's gonna keep that ass nice. You know what I'm saying? But I wanna, when you adore someone, you adore everything about them. Not even in your in your judgment. Your judgment even goes out the window, right? I adore this person. They could be the shittiest mentality. They could be shitty to everybody else, but if you adore them, you're smitten by them. You, you, you your appetite is almost like it, it, your appetite increase. Your your excitement. You like what we doing today? What where we going? What's up? What you thinking about? Tell me. I want to know. I want to share. I love you. I need you. Let's let's talk. That's how your kids are for a certain period of time. Once they hit about 11 and 12, it's like they still will come. You get it every now and again. And you know that's what you want, man. That's what you want to give thanks for. Because, you know, having ones that transition out of the house, you know, I miss Caleb saying, Daddy, Daddy. I miss when he was two, he cried when I leave. I don't miss that, actually. But I miss it based off the fact that now I can leave. And he might be like, where you at? But he ain't thinking about it. I'd be like, yo, text me when you get to school. I got, dude, school started at 8. I got to text him at 10. Yo, did you make it? Yeah, 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 I made it. I knew he made it, but it's like, damn, you ain't going to let me know? <laughs> and, you know, as we as we talk about fatherhood, parenthood, I think that, you know, do all, you know, I wonder all the relationships with our children, oftentimes a, re- a reflection of our relationships with ourselves and, and with others. Do certain people hold on to their kids so much, whether it's mother, father, that they feel like because they'll be alone? Or where, you know, or where is it in our culture that two people can create a life but get to a place where they decide 
they don't want to live a life together. Yo, we came to life together to create a life. But how bad? And, 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 and we're going to talk about this when I come back. Like, in that creation of that life, right? And obviously, if you do it out of wedlock, you know, I talk about this. My new book coming, I told y'all, Protect the League. In Protect the League, I talk about, like, look, just because you have a baby with somebody, don't mean you're supposed to marry him. You know. Just because you feel like you made one bad decision don't mean you got to make two. Right? Especially early on. And I'll tell you, you know, my son may have, you know, whatever things I, you know, I want him to improve on, but all around, always a good kid, never been in trouble. Thank God, knock on wood, not yet. And just, just, you know, he stay out the way. I wish he'd be more active in the way, but he's worked on campaigns. He's an amazing photographer. And his mother and I, he's never even seen his mother and I together. Does that affect him? He says no. But, I, you know, I think in his relationships with us, it does, because he knows we don't talk as much about family. You know, he don't look at it as, oh, we still one family. But what about the kids that come from a situation where mama and daddy was together and y'all was living and y'all was a family and for whatever reason whether it's mental issues whether it's mental health emotional health any of these things what makes two people say I'm good or one person say I'm good what is the breaking point what is the Final straw, and I mean I'm saying this because I'm just thinking like when we're talking about fatherhood, we're talking about parenting, we're talking about kids. You know, this ain't about smart cities, this ain't about Bitcoin, it's about real shit. And I want to get real because I want people. I talk so much about like esoteric, feeling amazing, like flying your high flying disc, be tapped in, tuned in, like everything's flowing. And when you're in flow, things happen good, but flow can flow. Right, so you could be flowing, things are moving good. All right, come on, stay the course. But th- you could be in the middle of a fire. It's like Daniel in the lion's den, or Shadrach, Meshach in the in the in the fire. Right, um, and I'm talking about fire because I'm sitting in front of my fire pit talking to y'all. It's beautiful out here. It's last, the longest night of the year. The last, um, it's just it's the uh, you know winter solstice. So the sun freezes over. So you got to keep that light burning. But anyway. What happens when you're in the middle of a storm? When you're in the middle of a positive thing, but chaos is all around. You know, the storm of chaos is around you. Whew. It, it, it's, it's something, right? It's something that you have to deal with, multiple things. You have to wear a mask and be yourself and be confident and be there. Um, I can't imagine going through the divorce and, 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 and going through and your kids. And How do you explain that to your kids? Especially if it's one way. Right? If you if the other person is like, yo, I'm out and then you're like Okay. <laughs> you out? Like all right. I said you know, whatever the reasons that people are out and when they say they out, 
what's your move? What is what what happens to the kids? So we come back, we're gonna jump into that. And I, I don't have all the answers. I mean, I mean, this might have to be a part two because I don't even even matter of fact, I'm not even gonna leave yet because this might have to be a part two, just because I want to talk to some people. I want to have somebody call in. My, you know, I know people who have been divorced. I, you know, we we kind of overrode it. I got a good friend, frat brother, and and and, and hell, my son, godmother. You know, I'm, I ain't trying to put their business out there. They they got divorced and then got back together. Man, that was, to me, that's beautiful. And he had another baby, and, and man, it's it's their family. And see, that family unit is so important. Everybody, family, listen to me. The family unit is so important. One of the reasons I even talk that polygamy shit ain't got nothing to do with it's like, uh, with you know Western consciousness or, or he think he a pimp. You know, it has something to do with big family. We under attack, and whether you like it or want to admit it. The black family's been under attack for a long time. Our culture's under attack, whether that's through hip-hop and all the bullshit and loving hip-hop on TV. Where's the real love at? We ain't seen no love. So, you know, it's, it's, it's time out for people who want to, I think, adopt the ways of... You know, this Western culture where it's like X motherfucker to the next motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, loyalty is a lost art, I think. And I don't mean loyalty from a standpoint of, oh, you know, I think loyalty and faithfulness are often used synonymous. And I think we're not talking about faithful. Loyalty meaning, like, for better or for worse, like with your kids. I watched uh, this is you know the way they see us, and uh, looking at how some of the people like me and my mom stopped coming seeing me. And I get it, it's been ten years, you know, whatever. But that's your baby. I can't imagine being a father. My son make a mistake, God forbid. My daughter make a mistake, and I gotta go see them. I done raised them in a way they should never have to go through that. But then I got to go see them behind a wall. And shout out to the people who were behind, had to see their children behind walls that didn't do nothing at all. I've been to Ote Mesa um, Detention Center and to see the kids down there. Man, I'm going to tell you, this is the world we live in. It, it ain't all goddamn peaches and cream. Fatherhood, if you brothers, hear me. I done heard some of the worst situations, the worst conditions dealing with cats. Last summer, I disarmed a guy who was going to go kill his baby mama because she said his baby wasn't his. And showed them pictures of her doing sexual acts with another man. Not having sex, not having intercourse, but sexual acts. I'm saying this, y'all, because, man, these are strange times we live in. Protect your daughters. Protect your sons. Keep them away from vipers. Keep them away from evil workers. People pray against you. People praying against your downfall. People praying against your family. Keep them away. You let the devil beat you. 
you're defeated. And who's the devil? The devil is anybody that wants to help make you miss your mark, that wants to make break up your family. The devil is anybody that wants to keep you from being in your children's life every day. The devil is anybody that wants to put bad things into your children's mind. And, and people, this, not, this show not for everybody. It's for parents, particularly parents that have dealt with trauma with their children. Not people who've been married 30 years, 15, 20 years, and you've dealt with your own family drama. You probably like, man, don't talk about family business, but we, we got people that's hurt. We got people that's dealing with stuff, and they don't have nobody to talk to. I heard Gary V say he did a show on fatherhood, and man, he, he said that was one of his best shows. This, this, this is Zip doing a show on fatherhood from a father. I've been a father 18 years. Mentor, many guys. I got mentors right now that I'm that, that under me, that young men I mentor. I remember Cap Alpha Psi. We've been training for leadership since 1911. Fatherhood is leadership. Fatherhood is showing up. Fatherhood is doing your best that you can do. Fatherhood is being a champion every day. Fatherhood is beating the odds. Fatherhood is doing everything they said you can't do. Fatherhood is doing what they said you weren't going to be able to do. Fatherhood is when they told you that you weren't going to be around, and then you're there every step of the way. I had people tell me, man, you're not going to be there. He's not going to even be there. My son was born. Somebody in a, in a, in a, in a delivery room said, uh, take a good look at him now. He won't be around long. You know why they said that? You know why they said that? It was at that even at twenty or twenty-one. I knew that that wasn't directed at me, per se. It was, but it wasn't. It was spoken from a place of hurt, a place of for the person who said it. Why didn't their fathers or their children stay with them? place of all the daddies do is leave so get ready for it it's hard man it's hard on our women it's hard on our families when brothers walk away from their responsibilities when brothers live off women pimp women stay at the woman house till they get kicked out and gotta go to the next woman house And go from woman house to woman house. Never getting their own. And then bringing children in that situation. And then a woman, as, as powerful as she is, now she's expected to take care of the men and the children. The whole household. When the father is the framer of the household. The woman could be making more money. But the father is the framer. He sets the framework of how the family should be ran. So when you split up the household, and when the sister like, yo, and she and she wants like I, I, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I lived with a single mother who had to raise two children who it was hard to date because she don't want to 
Not only does she not want to let her kids down by bringing different men around, but she don't want to let herself down. She won't let her guard down. She don't want to. She don't want to let somebody in that's just after one thing and then he's gone. And before you long, it, it, they didn't met two Mr. Tonys and it's, it's it, you know what I mean. And I, this ain't no knock against sisters, baby. This is this is just real talk. Because the, the children ain't staying with the brothers like that. So I'm on, I'm only speaking to when typically it's single mothers. There are some single fathers. But not because the mama say, uh, I'm good. I don't want to be a mama. Now, you might hear that shit. And people like to sell that shit. But it's a different type of woman that'll leave her babies and be like, fuck it. I know a woman very close who fought for her kids, who had her kids stolen by her ex-husband. Stolen, literally. Switched the court date. When her lawyer was out of town and her and the same judge that was on the case was out of town, paid off the guardian ad litem. I'm talking real shit. Then had it switched up so smooth, how we even find out I happen to be investigating because that's what I've done for a long time and I find out that it switched. I call the lawyer and say, whoa, did you hear about... And I'm pissed at the lawyer and this one of my, one of my frat brothers. I'm like, man, did you hear what happened to Shorty? He had a death in the family. It was all a perfect storm. Short alone, they took this girl kids. She fought every year, every year going to court, every year, every year, every year, every year, every year, every year. Trying to prove she was a good mother. Trying to prove she was the best mother. Trying to prove, no, I want my children. I didn't do this. This this was they was this was stolen from me. This was stolen from me. Every year she did. She fought. Eventually things worked out. But the trauma on the children, the back and forth, the not knowing, the lack of confidence, I don't know. I don't know it's such a horrible yet powerful phrase. I don't know. I don't know if my mama loved me. I don't know if my daddy loved me. Much as I should tell my son I love him. Every time I seen him, every time I left, it was times I felt like he didn't know if I loved him. Do he know I love him? Do he know? I can only imagine a mother wondering, do her kids know that she loved that they that she loved him? I can't even. I, I can only imagine what a mother go through a mother's head, and they don't show the scars and the things they've been through. <laughs> it's horrible. I do know this. We have to strengthen our families. It, it's never been a more important time with all the advents of technology and how we, especially African-American people, are being leapfrogged 
I mean, in every level right now. One thing we always been good at is family. And when we decide to break families up, and there's some good sisters out here raising these kids by themselves. Good, fine, wholesome sisters. When I made my wife good, fine, wholesome woman. I know some sisters that was married to some top dog niggas and they walked away. And you'll see them sisters had the worst luck in dating. Because two things. One, even if the kid's dad is a bum, they think he's Superman. Let's start there. But imagine when your daddy actually is like Superman. Right? How are you going to bring Robin... Even when you bring Wolverine, they're going to end up respecting him, but it's never going to be as good as the father. Because that, and especially depending on how old the kids are, and if y'all ain't got no kids, that man, depending on the woman too. Now, there's some strong sisters that ain't playing, but that man run that house. If that was your ex-husband, and you got your kids under his roof, he run your house. You can dilly dally. You can put a oh no, that man run your house. Unless you like my mom and, and the motherfucker don't have no access and he ain't and he running shit. But this 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 the 21st century. This ain't the 80s. This ain't the 70s where you could, you know. I'm raising my children. You going on? I wish you just go away. It don't work like that. Nigga don't want to go away. I wish you would have just closed. I wish you wouldn't have married that nigga. You know what I mean? But that nigga ain't going away. So when you get a new guy, not only do we have to deal with him being who he want to be showing up best for you as the man he is, he's also dealing with that guy and his children, which you want to be y'all children. These are our kids. This is our family. And so it go back in the Bible. The Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve two masters. You either hate one and love the other. You see what I'm saying? And I'm going to break it down. Those children going to always be number one. They're supposed to be. So with the children being number one, that ex-spouse or parent that's connected to those children, they're always a priority too. If my child comes to me and says, Dad, my mama not doing good, man. Can you come pray for her? I got to go pray for this mama. Now, in certain households, uh-uh, I'm going too. Right? And that ain't, but, you know, and that kid might be cool with that, but then really he want his daddy to go pray for his mama. You know what I'm saying? He want his mama, if it was the shoes on the other foot, mom, my dad ain't. And he show up with his mom. What can you do? What can you say? You know what I'm saying? You definitely got to be the bigger person. Because y'all have something in common. 
So I, I just think that, and this is for the sisters that's in these situations, and the, and the brothers that's bringing women into the situation. Women that have to deal with baby mama drama. I heard from me, I'm not dealing with your baby mama drama. And now, until you get grown and be like, ooh. Now I feel a sister when she's like, I'm not dealing with that. That's your shit. I had a homegirl. Oh my gosh. We was cool as hell in college. And I remember like, we was cool. And I, you know, motherfucker tell me they don't like me after I have a kid. I'd be cool with that. AKA my home, she was like, oh man, you was prime stock until you had a kid. I look like what? She's like, nah, not you're not a bad guy. You're amazing. You're attractive. You speak multiple languages. She go. I, my dad told me never to deal with a woman, a man who already got a kid, because he's like, you're not gonna be number one. That was deep. That was and and now that I'm a father with daughters, shit, hell yeah, because you want your daughter, you want your baby girl to be number one, right? Even if she got to be okay, if, if 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 even in the polygamy shit, it's still a prime wife. She got to be. She got to get some special attention, right? So you'll have so many sisters that's like, "Yo, I'm anti-polygamy. I'm not sharing my man. You not sharing your man, but if you already had kids with another man, your man's sharing you." Your man is sharing you. Just like the sister that says she's sharing with the baby mama, whether he's with the baby mama or not. I got another homegirl who's married. She happy as can be. Why? I ain't trying to be funny. But shit, the, the guy she married to, his baby mom dropped in up, you know, dying, passing away. God, you know, sad thing. But she shit. She she probably wished the shit on us some shit. Ain't trying to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Because she was one of the people, too, that even though she had a kid, you know what I'm saying, and all that other shit, but, you know. Shit, her, her dude didn't have nothing to do with the motherfucking kid. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's one of them things. And so uh, it's, it's, it's one of them things, man, where you just look up and it's just like, man, you know, uh, when you running your race, you 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 gotta look at all these parameters, and you can't just base life and say I'm anti this. When you're in a situation where you're asking others to share, you know what I'm saying? Like we living in a polyamorous, like multi-family like world now. Like once you, and then once you get over a certain age, like shit, I'm over, I'm 40 years old. Majority, unless I, you know, see a young girl who, who who like me or like know I got some money, she go. I'm shit. It's gonna be shit, man. It's gonna, they gonna have kids. And honestly, low key, if I wasn't, you know, if I, if I was in the market, and 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 a, and a chick was forty and didn't have kids, I probably wouldn't even be interested. Cause I think she's a fucking weirdo, and that's just my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is. But but sisters, man, and brothers. And brothers. When you have children and you're inviting somebody new, you can, you, can, you know, we think, oh, I'm getting a D. I'm done. You're never done. 
That's why the, that's why like it's got to be like I'm telling you, read your scripture. You think the Bible is just like oh, it's some spooky shit. It's not real. Now people have multiple wives in the Bible, but when man, they wanted, they tried to take you through the ringer for the divorce. And in the scripture, they made the woman an adulterer if she went through the divorce, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it was all kind of shit, right? And then and part of that being is because man, once you having children, man, who you know. Who's the first son? Who's the, you know, it's all these other extra shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got bloodline, lineage. You know what I'm saying? You got, and that and that determined a lot of shit. Yo, the kid's going to be cool. But it's business. Family is business. Love is the law. Everybody can love. We can all be in love. But family is business first. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Once you love each other, the business got to get done. How are we handling family business in the 21st century? How are we handling family business going into 2020? This 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 ain't what you just have tell you. This, I know you probably like, oh wait a minute, what happened to the business? What happened to the meditation? We got, we got all that. How are you ready? How are you parenting your children? How are you guiding your children? How you being intentional? You know you're supposed to read. You know you're supposed to pray with them. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna teach them how to pray in 2020. We're not gonna let our kids not have a prayer life. Prayer, meditation, action. I don't care what nobody say. People, I hear everybody say, "We gotta do some action done." This, you know, steps of a wise man are order. And if you're praying and seeking guidance daily. In harmony, in tune, you're gonna be on your way. If you're not, woe unto you, right? Like we plan. If you're not, and this again, it's a serious episode. I, I know normally I'm turned up. I'm like, but yeah, man. And, and I probably say I'm probably get cursed out after this because people will be like, yo, why you drop my name or why you mention my story? And I ain't say a lot of names or whatever, whatever. God, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't gonna get sued for libel. Some of the shit is real. I mean, I ain't telling you nothing. Everything, uh, matter of fact, not some of the shit. A hundred percent of what I said was real. So, um, and it's from the heart. And uh, I think we speak from our heart. I think we able to really channel and give people the truth. And I think that's what resonates more and more. Um, I want to give y'all my truth today. I want to talk about fatherhood. I think this is a good part one. Fatherhood, family, relationships. Uh, I was really freestyling. Normally, I really had like a set thing. And I'm like, oh, this is it. And I'll be real stern. But this was something important. It was really on my heart today. Um, talking to different people. and You know, my, I got colleagues I work with, like, you know, that, you know, that are, you know, single parents. And, you know, I ask, you know, I know what, what made you leave? And what, you know, why didn't it happen? And they be like, I love it because it is. And, you know, you're the sister. He had another woman. He was working too much. I was like, was he taking care of you? Yeah. Did he say he loved you? Yeah. He's just an asshole. So, y'all ain't together because he asshole. Okay. What what did he want that you didn't? Well, he always overseas. So he ain't even at the house. You fucking up the church's money. And you fucking up your kids in the process. All right, man. Peace and love, man. I'm out.